Well, good morning, everyone. As Shanna has already mentioned, we're engaging in some Earth Day worship again. I think it's such a positive thing that there's so many people in our congregation who are concerned about environmental issues and who are working toward change. The banner that will be featured later on this morning is a symbol of our common concern. And it's the announcement of the call before us. And this call before us is not only to us as a church, it's to the whole human race. The call is to act now, to act decisively, to not delay. The time for study and discussion has passed. Our environment group continues to prod us along and to provide opportunities for engagement. This is an ongoing call, really the defining issue of our generation. In these few moments, I just want to make a few comments on the scripture texts uh, that relate to our Christian perspective. Now, first of all, it seems to me that we must confess that our Christian tradition has not been particularly strong on environmental stewardship and protection. For much too long, we've been captivated, captivated by that line in Genesis that says, have dominion over the earth, over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and over every living thing. For far, far too long, our attitude and our practice has been one of domination. And part of the reason for this has been a limited theological imagination. We've tended to see ourselves as separate from creation, just like we've tended to see God as separate. We've imagined God as the holy transcendent one who from out there somewhere decided to create the earth, but who continues to reside in his primary residence which is heaven. Through too many centuries, we've seen God as a non-earthly being. And we've imagined and we've dreamed that our ultimate destiny is with him up there in heaven, apart from the earth. This world is not my home. I'm a just a passing through. This has been and continues to be a fundamental problem for Christianity. But we're learning. As Christians, we're learning. Exponential growth in human population and a flourishing of knowledge across the whole spectrum, from physics to philosophy to biology and history, have been teaching us some new things. We're beginning to see how we're actually part of the earth. We're not separate from it. And we're also beginning to see and imagine in new ways that God as well as part of the earth, part of the created order, existing intimately within its very fiber, incarnated, as our tradition tells us. Radically imminent is another theological way of saying it. The wisdom does exist within our tradition. Uh, Trinitarian theology 
is one example, but only relatively recently are we beginning to see. The psalm tells us that the firmament, or the cosmos itself, pours forth speech and knowledge. The created world, the material universe, speaks to us. God speaks to us, but through that which exists, through matter, through planets, through stars. And the Apostle Paul tells us that the whole creation is groaning toward redemption, as it waits for redemption, just as we are. Notice that we have this in common with the earth. We're both groaning. We're part of the earth, and our redemption as human beings cannot be separated from the redemption of air and water and creatures. It's all one thing. And God wants it to thrive and to manifest glory for its own sake, for God's sake, not just for ours. So we're seeing that to work to mitigate our negative impact on the environment is deeply Christian, deeply spiritual work. May God bless this work. May God give us strength and imagination. May the Spirit lead us forth. Amen.